The Live with Squacky podcast is sponsored in part by Mid Atlantic Voiceover and Antland Productions. If you've been listening to the show for a while now, then you already know that I love, love, love going to see musicals on Broadway in New York, and sometimes more locally at Broadway in Richmond. Recently, I did an episode about my experience at the newest show on Broadway that I saw during the preview stages called Bad Cinderella. I was in the very first row for this show with the orchestra literally right below my view and the actors on stage so close I could see every expression and every dab of sweat. <laughs> Hi, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Live with Squacky. I'm your host, Val Kelly, otherwise known as Squacky Voice. I'm so excited about my special guest today, Morgan Higgins. Morgan is making her Broadway debut in a principal role in Andrew Lloyd Webber's fantastic new musical, Bad Cinderella. She's a recent graduate of NYU Tisch School of the Arts. Her work can be seen in Lost in the West on Nickelodeon, Mr. Student Body President on Amazon, Orange is the New Black on Netflix, City on a Hill on Showtime. She's also performed with John Mellencamp and was a contestant on the first season of ABC's Rising Star. I'm so excited to learn more about your experience in this role of Marie in the show and to find out more about you and your career. So let's dive right into this. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on my show. (laughs) Of course. So first, let me get this out of the way by saying that Bad Cinderella is without a doubt my new favorite show on Broadway. I think before this, it was probably a show called If Then that starred Gina Menzel, and then maybe before that, it was Annie. Your role as one of the stepsisters, Marie, is so sassy, high energy, and so much fun. The costumes are fantastic and so colorful, and I've never seen such an enthusiastic cast that seems to work together so well. So really, bravo on such a job well done. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here, and I'm so excited to be on the podcast, and I'm so happy that you enjoy our show. Thank you. Yes, it was so great. I was so excited about it after I just kept talking about it to everyone. They're like, oh my gosh, like what the heck? (laughs) It is really honest. It's a blast being up there and and our cast, as you said, is really amazing and and we love each other so much. So I'm more lucky. Perfect. Well, I see that you graduated from NYU's Tisch School of Arts and that's amazing. Can you tell me about how you first got started in acting? Yeah, of course. When I was a kid, I did a lot of different extracurriculars, and I actually started playing piano first. That was my first intro into the arts. I played classical piano for seven years. Um, I wish I kept up with it. I still play, but not as extensively as I used to, because, you know, when you're a kid, you kind of get into these things that your parents put you in, and usually you don't end up loving them because you're forced to do them. But that was my first intro into the arts. And into music and, and, you know, kind of, I don't want to say singing, but I guess the two kind of go hand in hand. And then when I was about first grade, I auditioned for our school play. There was no singing. It was Little Red Riding Hood. And I ended up getting Little Red Riding Hood. And um, everyone really wanted that part. And I just remember being like, oh, like, this is interesting. Like, this is fun. And I kind of got the theater bug then and there. And after that, I just didn't theater through school. I never really did regional theater or um, community theater because most hours my family would travel. So it was hard to commit to anything during that period. But I did it for fun. It was really just something that made me happy after school. 
that I did play sports, but it was definitely, I had to pick, it was acting, it was theater, just because there's nothing like being on stage. So that went on really all the way through high school. And throughout that period, I grew up in Orange County, California. So I lived pretty close to LA. And there was a girl at my school who also was pursuing acting, but more on a professional scale. Like she used to be like a guest star on like some Disney stuff. So she had a manager and she ended up introducing me to her manager or her manager came to one of our shows or something. I can't remember right now. And I signed with that manager. And I would go on some auditions, but I didn't book anything. And when you don't live in LA, it's really hard because of the traffic in California. So <laughs> it takes like hours to get anywhere. And I wasn't really committed. Like you really have to be committed in the business. So I had that uh, manager and then I ended up getting an agent, but things like really were not. My parents are super amazing and supportive, but they like, didn't want to push me up a hill to do this business because it is really difficult. My mom would drive me and she would be like, if you're not going to learn your lines, I'm not going to drive you. It's a huge chunk of the day. Yeah. So we would get into like little like facts <laughs> about memorizing lines. <laughs> uh, because you just like when you're 14 years old, you don't want to like memorize six pages of like text. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Right. I want to be like with your friends. Right. So I, I know I wasn't very serious. It was very kind of a fun thing. When I was late to high school, like junior, senior year, when we were looking at colleges, I was like, you know what? I do want to like do this more seriously. And I ended up auditioning for Lost in the West. That was my senior year of high school. And I ended up booking that job. So that was the first like real thing that kind of made me go, oh, maybe I can be serious about this. You know? so, and I did do Rising Star, I think, as you mentioned. Um, that was like reality TV, so black singing, and it's a little different category. Yeah. But but Lost in the West was something that like really made me go, oh, I'm serious about this. And then simultaneously to that, I also was, uh, do you know what the Jimmy Awards are? I'm not sure if you do. I don't think I do know what those are. Okay, so it's a national, it's kind of like the Tony Awards for high school students. Okay. So basically a bunch of schools compete uh, nationwide and then like the top after and after from every region go to New York and you do like a week program and then you end up performing at the Minscop, which is Lion King Theater. Okay. And I was a finalist there as well. And so that in tandem with Lost in the West kind of was like, okay, I'm going to really get serious. I'm going to take voice lessons. I'm going to take acting lessons, you know, because like all of it like, does take work. It's yeah. not just like that one movie or that one show. That's overarching story. When you were studying at NYU, did you study acting and singing or how does that work? I'm not really yes. familiar with like the program. So how does that go? So when you audition for NYU, there's, I think when I was there, there were seven studios and you audition on a general, like I want to go to pitch as an actor general okay. and then you can specify i know it's like specific training you want in your audition but some, they also have the right to place you where they think you would be best oh cool given your audition so i specified musical theater and that's where i ended up starting my training at nyu at the new studio on broadway it was great and you every monday wednesday friday were our uh, conservatory classes and they consisted of dance singing and acting and each year kind of felt different. The first year, the dance was really ballet focused, and we had a contemporary dance class um, at the end of the week. And then, like singing, we did a lot of the standards. So we, we did like a golden age unit, and we did like a 
like an 80s year now. And then, you know, uh, through the years, musical theater, and then acting wise, our first year was just kind of learning the basics. We did a lot of like Meisner, a little bit of Adler. Or, and what I liked about the acting program at uh, New Studio is it wasn't one type of training. It was kind of, they gave you like different ways to approach the text, which I thought was really useful because everybody's brain works differently, you know? So right. that program was all three combined. That's amazing. I love that story. Wow. Did you go into that then thinking, was that your ultimate goal then was to be on Broadway? Yeah. So I think for me, I always really wanted to do Broadway for a couple of reasons. I love a live audience. There's just nothing like it because every night is different. You never know what kind of reaction you're going to get. You know, sometimes people laugh here or there or they don't laugh. Right. And it could be somebody's first Broadway show or they could be celebrating something super important or you just... You have an impact on that audience in that moment, which is not something you get in film. And so Broadway for me was always what I wanted to do. Even when I was at NYU, I had one goal in mind and it was Broadway. And so to be able to graduate and then have my first professional theater job in Broadway is really crazy to me just because it is too difficult (laughs) to get there. Yeah. (laughs) That's so epic. I was reading other interviews that you've done and stuff, and I was like, oh my gosh, like that's crazy. That's so amazing. Wow. Thank you. So, what was the audition for Bad Cinderella like then? Like, were you so nervous? Okay. So, I, while I was at NYU, I ended up getting an agent in the city who I absolutely love. And I was auditioning for Broadway stuff while I was in school, my junior and senior year. So I don't want to say every audition is the same. It's just like dependent on like where it is, but it kind of is. And what was nice about having an agent and doing it while I was in school is like I was in the rooms, I was meeting the casting directors, you know, so they started to get to know me even before I graduated. And what was interesting about Bad Cinderella is that, you know, we were coming out of the pandemic which had its own challenges with auditioning, you know. Right. I would do, I did so many self-tapes. Self-tapes, my gosh. Um, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> and Bad Cinderella was one of my, it wasn't my first audition back in the room. Prior to uh, Bad Cinderella, I was, I auditioned for like Six and Dear Evan Hansen before it closed after the pandemic. And so I had actually met the casting directors for Bad Cinderella in previous auditions. And so that was nice because like once I, when I walked in the room, like, he already knew me. We had already built a rapport. I actually was not nervous for I Bad Cinderella audition because, one, I knew him, and two, honestly, I didn't think I was going to book this show <laughs> because it's Bad Cinderella. I mean, it's a Broadway, it is a classic big Broadway musical. Yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber's score, a huge cast, amazing dancing, and it was a principal, and it was originating a role. So I was like, the odds of me getting this are so low. I'm just going to have a good time. Like, yeah, that's awesome. And I think any other actors will probably say this, but if you just go in and have a good time, like they'll see you. And I think like they saw me in this role. And I think that's really like what told it. And because I was having fun and I did not put those stakes on myself that we all like do. Yeah. Going into situations. It worked in my favor. 
Absolutely. When I was watching the show, I mean, I was so excited about going to see it because it just caught my eye and I was like, oh, I need to see this. You know, I wanted to see it in the preview stages because I that's such a rare experience to be able to get to do that. And you just really stood out in the show. I mean, you and Sammy, like you both, you almost like stole the show. Like it was so your (laughs) facial expressions and just like everything. I know like people are going to be like, here she goes again. But it's really, (laughs) I love Broadway and I love going and I'm not a theater actor even though I do have theater experience but I'm more of a voice actor and so I'm behind the scenes most of the time you know I love going to watch and see the facial expressions because I am stuck in a booth all day so I don't get to like interact with people you know what I mean yeah so (laughs) but just like the energy I mean it's so it's people just have to go see it to like feel the energy but just I've never seen like such an energetic cast that just seamlessly work together you know from an audience perspective it was really impressive it's broadway so obviously you're really good if you're making it up to broadway but it was just like one of those things you really stood out and i was just really impressed with what you did and that's why i had to reach out and have you on my show (laughs) thank you so much yeah i know it's it's really it is a blast being up there every night our cast is really special i mean i was actually having this conversation with somebody earlier this morning and she's done a lot of Broadway. And she was like in Hello Dolly. Like she's done a lot of Broadway. And she was like, this cast is so special. Like everyone is so kind. And it's just a great group of people. So I'm glad you can you can do that as well um, in the audience. Yeah, absolutely. So what did you do when you found out that you booked the role? Well, I fell to the ground. Um, <laughs> <laughs> during, I mean, you know, we have a lot of odd jobs as actors. And during the pandemic, worked for a tech company and I like worked did real estate and I was actually on my way to a like showing of a property and I was on the Upper East Side on 86th Street and 2nd Avenue right off the queue <laughs> and I literally my agent called me and she goes hey um so I haven't heard back from this project so I don't know what's going on there I haven't heard back from this project so I don't know what's going on now <laughs> but I hope you're ready because you're going to be originating your role in an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. And I screamed and <laughs> fell to the ground. And then I was like, oh, my God, what the heck? And, you know, it's three words. So, like, no one even looks. No, one even no they cares. don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just a normal, like, normal thing. A normal person, you know, doing what they do. And I actually went to my brother's work and I was like, I need to talk to you right now. This is an emergency. He was the first person I told. Um, and I was like, your sister's going to be on very hungry. And then I told my boyfriend and my parents, I called them and, and my mom was like crying. I have this FaceTime like video. Um, it was really cute. So yeah, I told my, my family. But yeah, I had to keep it under wraps for a couple of months because... I found out in August, and the press release I don't think came out until December. Oh so, like, gosh, that's it's a long freeze. Yeah, it was painful because you just want to make sure all these things, you know, actually come through. And so, like, they don't need to announce anything until everything is like set. That's so cool. That's a great story. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking at your IMDb page, and I saw that you, nice. <laughs> in fact, have some. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> The good old IMDb. So I never know like how accurate these are, but it says that you've had some voiceover experience in like Grand Theft yeah. Auto games. So tell I me about that. Actually, you know this. Uh, like I actually love doing voiceover. I think it's so fun. I don't specifically remember the Grand Theft Auto moments, but I think I did like some party girl in a club because I guess I sound like a party girl. <laughs> um, 
And that was cool, but I would love to do more voiceover work. I actually, I audition a lot for them, and I'm sure you do too, as, yeah. as you know, in my closet, in my, like, literally in between all my coats, talking <laughs> to my microphone. I love doing animated character. I think it would be so fun. Just nothing has hit yet on that front, but, you know, it. Yeah, it, I mean, it it's, it's right around the corner. It's a lot of auditions and a lot of no's, <laughs> you know, Definitely. but... That's the nature of just the acting industry, I think, you know. But, um, yeah, yeah, definitely you should keep auditioning for stuff. I'm sure something will hit eventually, yeah. Not like you have tons of extra time, but that kind of leads me into my next question. So how do you find time to balance your personal life and the busy schedule of Broadway star? (laughs) (laughs) Star. It varies by day, I would say. Some days are incredibly busy. I think... You have to be a little selfish with your time, um, which is not something I ever thought I would say. At the end of the day, it's very important to be social. It's very important to make connections and have friends. And you also need to take time for yourself. And it's hard to do that, especially in New York City. Everything is so go, go, go. And I think that's balancing my schedule. You know, I do try to stick to certain things. Like I go to the gym. I like to work out and get my body ready for the show. And I think like, Making sure you have time to do that and get in the right headspace for the show is important as much as taking a nice walk or going to dinner with your friends. I think, like, I have learned that after the show, it's best for me to just, like, chill mm-hmm. and decompress and warm down. But during the day, you know, a lot of my days are free except for Wednesdays and um, Wednesdays. And on the other days, you know, I do stick to a kind of a routine. Like I said, gym. I take walks if it's warm. Um, sometimes I'll grab coffee with a friend. It's the night times and trying to just spread yourself too thin with people that come to see the show. That is hard because yeah. like I'm a people pleaser and, you know, sometimes a lot of the shows and it's like everybody wants to go for a drink. It's exhausting. You know, yeah. you are up there. You're kind of like an athlete, right? Like you do train, you, you put in all this work and then like you do the show and people that come to the show. It's one part of their day, but it's like my whole day. So I think just like making sure you are selfish with your time a little bit when you need to be just to decompress and really checking in with yourself, asking, do I really need to go do X, Y, Z, or would it be better for me to just take a beat? Yeah. Are you at the point now with the show having been up for a little while now? Is it at a point where you're walking down the street and people are recognizing you type of scenario? Does that even does that happen? Like, is it a problem? You no, know what I mean? You know, what? that actually does not happen. And okay. that's all okay with me. And I am a brunette. And in the show, I am a platinum blonde. Yeah. And so sometimes <laughs> I think that even when I get stage tour, people don't recognize me because I don't look anything like my character. Right. Which is so fine. And, you know, I'm sure like, it would be like fun. Yeah. At times, but what I like about theater and like is can still be a real person and like being in New York, especially like you, yeah, like leave the stage door and like everyone kind of just like blows in the building. <laughs> and so it's nice, right? Because you can do this job that is so like high profile and then kind of just like melts away into the world. Yeah, I wasn't sure yeah. if it was an issue or not because it is your role is really different. You do look really different on stage, the costumes and the makeup and all that stuff. Like <laughs> it's, it's so it's, crazy. I love it. It's wild. The first time we put that wig on, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna be able to pull the knock, but it worked. Like it really worked. That wig is her own person. I'm sure it totally helps you to get into character too, because it's like, oh my gosh, here we go. This is so. I'm sure there are parts of your own personality that are in that character, but at the same time, it's like. 
sometimes it even just only takes something like a wig to trigger, okay, now I'm this other person, you know? That's cool. Yeah, no, I mean, I will say, like, I think with the stepsisters, what's interesting is, like, they come in a duo, right? So it was hard for me to, like, find Marie a little bit when we were in rehearsal because I didn't want to be, like, your typical mean girl, but I also didn't want to be, like, annoying. And I also, I, you still have to play this, like, aspect, but she is more real and sassy and witty than Adele. Yeah. <laughs> but like they still have to work together, right? right? And so I was like, how do I find this? I'm like, oh. and um what once I put the wig on, it like all clicked. It was like, I know who this girl <laughs> is. Like I know who she is. Really, like you said a costume piece can change everything. And I love my mom. I really love her. So. Yeah, it's so <laughs> it's so cute. It's so cute. I love it. <laughs> awesome. So um, you have a wonderful voice, and I just love your solo ego has a price in the show. Have you, I mean, we already talked about this a little bit, but I guess you have been singing your whole life, basically, right? I so you- I, yes, I'm, I say yes with like a little asterisk, because I don't really consider myself like a trained singer. I didn't take extensive voice lessons growing up. If I had something coming up that I felt like I needed a coach for, I like might one once, but like I really have never been like, a huge warmer robber, yeah, um, or like a huge, you know, trained person. Like I am pretty raw. Um, until I really got to school and was like, I need to be more serious because other people aren't serious. And so it really was more of a hobby. Like my family, no one else is in business, but like my brother sings and my uncle sings, and we always used to like you know play like oklahoma and sound of music and like phantom and yeah all so it was like in my house and sing along to them but it was really more of a hobby i'm doing this for fun and because i love it not because i'm like trying to make a career out of it right until that's what it became so i guess i've been singing for fun my whole life but not not, not like professionally not as, like, a, as know, a kid I, or I anything yeah i wasn't like like in stuff like growing up it was really just because i love to do it which kind of shows that you can have your own journey. Like there is no one journey. And I think that really important to recognize in this business because it can be so easy to look at other people and be like, oh my God, they did this, they did that. And of course, like everything is a guide, but you're you and that's what makes you special. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Is there anything you wanted to add about kind of we already talked about, you know, the original Marie in this cast for Bad Cinderella. So putting your own twist on this character, what is there anything you want to add to that? Because we kind of already talked about it with like the wig and everything. I didn't know if there. No, no, no. I mean, I can actually like talk a little bit about this. Um, What I think is really interesting is it's been really cool to find Owen with Marie and honestly for me every night I play her is a bit different there are certain things that I go back to you know there's choreo whatever what's nice is like I can still play I'm still playing I'm still finding her levels and she's a person so there are nuances to every single evening and that's really cool and I also think what's crazy to me is if the show ever like gets licensed out to kids or like to schools or free adults <laughs> I'm gonna be the prototype it's going to be my Marie and yeah that, to me it's that's it's so like, great you know you grow up and you're like oh my god wicked i gave them so you know you know that's how that person played their fault like to, to be able to say that this is my character that's yeah that's yeah. totally epic are there any other hobbies you want to talk about besides going to the gym no, no, like i mean going to the gym um no i i love to cook i think cooking is really fun cooking and baking i always joke that i like to cook because it's the one thing i 
have control over in my life. <laughs> portion out everything. <laughs> but um, I love to cook. I'm a huge foodie. Um, if like anyone ever wants recommendations on where to eat in the city, like DM me. Totally. Yeah, I love to eat. Love that big foodie in the house and on the streets. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Um, are you a coffee drinker? Oh, yeah. I have a huge venti iced cold brew sitting next to me from Starbucks <laughs> right now. I needed it this morning, you know. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, totally. I'm sure you need the energy for the day. If you could spend the day with any other actor, singer, or musician, who would it be and why? And what would you talk about? Probably Taylor Swift. Like, I know that's so corny. No. I think she is so brilliant in so many ways. I would love to pick her brain just like more on the entertainment industry as a whole because I think her business model is really smart. And I think she's a marketing genius. And I think she and her team, I guess, are. And so I think she's really like inspiring um, and smart, like I said. And I just would like love to chat with her about the industry as a whole and, and maybe ask her if she's ever going to bring anything to Broadway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> musical, cast me in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I think she's really smart. I also would love to like meet Lynn Manuel Miranda oh, uh, because I think he's incredible and um, I admire his work a lot. Absolutely. I just went to go see, I saw, I saw Hamilton on Broadway in New York a few years ago, which was great. And then we have, I live in, cause I live in Virginia. So in Richmond, Virginia, they do Broadway in Richmond. I mean, there's this great little theater there. Well, little, it's like 3,500 seats. It's not that little. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, my daughter is in theater class in her high school. She's in ninth grade. And she's like, Mom, we're going to see Hamilton. Do you want to come? And I was like, okay, well, I've already seen it on Broadway. But like, yeah, sure, let's go. <laughs> you know, so we went the other night to see it. And oh, my gosh, it was just so impressive. I yeah. wish that obviously I wish I had been able to see Lin-Manuel Miranda in the, as the original Hamilton, you know, that would have been amazing. But I mean, this cast did such a great job with the energy was just that's it gets me every time. Like the energy is just so great the guy who played i don't know actually what his name is but off the top of my head but the guy who played um lafayette slash jefferson in this particular one in richmond he absolutely stole the show it was like amazing i was like what his energy yeah. is so fun oh, it's inspiring actually you know because as a voice actor somebody who like i said is not on stage you know but behind the scenes doing auditions and working on you know other stuff and shows and animated things it's it's such a different vibe, but what's inspiring about it is that energy. Because sometimes when you're self-directing for voiceover, you know, we're in our booths, we're in our home studios and everything. And sometimes you forget that you have to have that energy. Yeah, you do, for and, sure. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes I just need a reminder. I need something like Broadway to inspire me because... The energy in those shows, you know, in, in Bad Cinderella and in Hamilton and every, you know, everything I've ever seen probably is the energy is really great. And so I love that about it. It was cool. It was fun to go see. No, I love show with her. I have to go back and see that show. I love it. I would love to be in it. Oh my um, gosh. Well, you're putting it out there. So now it's out I know. Like, <laughs> I'm like, literally, I'm like. Maybe one of the Skylar sisters. I totally yeah. see you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in love to do that. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, and then amazing. So cool. Lynn, your next show, if you ever listen to this podcast, <laughs> I'm sure he listens to it. Yeah. Great. <laughs> but hey, so funny. Know. You never know, right? Yeah. Um, do you have any short term goals for yourself? Oh, God. Where do I even begin? <laughs> um, 
I would love to workshop another new musical. Um, I would love to be like the principal principal in another new musical. Yeah. I I mean, I've already said I would love to be in Hamilton as one of the sisters. I'd love to be in Wicked. Oh my gosh, yeah. Gosh, I mean, the, these are all like, I don't know if these are short term. I'm, I'm thinking really big here. You never know. Like, this is a, a huge role for you. So I feel like it's only going to get even better from there, you know? I feel very lucky and blessed to be able to do this every day. And I hope to continue to. And, and I think like that is the goal. I think the goal really is to have a life and have that life be sustained by the entertainment industry and like being creative. And I would love to direct something small or like, like produce something small like that could be fun uh, like yeah. while i'm in the show if a friend has like a script i would love to do that you know you never know what's going to come away and i think just being open and available to all options is something that i am trying to be better at you know yeah i would also love to do like a series regular role or a guest star on something that shoots here in new york while i'm in the show because you know we're at night i love being double booked i can do a day and a night thing um, yeah so Something like that, maybe like short term, and then I don't know, long term. The sky is the limit. Absolutely, <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah, I was going to ask you how because your training is kind of in like musical theater, but you've done other acting as well, like on camera acting. So how easy is that transition? Obviously, if you're an actor, you're an actor, so there's that. But skill wise, would it be difficult for you to book an on camera series or something like that, a TV series? Or is it relatively I mean, I mean, easy? Difficult and easy is this business is hard. Yeah. Look, and I think that's the fact. I have worked professionally more on camera, ironically. Lost in the Last was a movie. So like that was, we shot that. It was three months in Spain. So that was like a full situation. Right. And then uh, what was the, uh, Mr. Student Body President was, I did four seasons of that. Series. Oh, okay. Right now. And so that, like I was a regular on, I also played a mean girl. There's something about me playing me, but I don't get it. I'm not. Um, <laughs> yes and no. I say, I say yes. It's difficult because the industry is hard. But right, I know I could do it, theory. Um, I think it's just like the right part and the right show. I do think the skill set is different. I say that because film, you are like one piece of the puzzle. You know, the like editor makes the edit. The director is in the editing bay. Maybe not all the time, but the final product is like not your baby. So like they, when you're on camera, you know, you also have to be like aware of the camera is. Like right. you and the fact that it is so intimate. So like you, the emotions that you would have, you know, on stage, you're playing to the back of the house and the emotions that you have on camera, you still need to have those same emotions, but they need to come through your eyes not your physicality right so i think making that change is hard sometimes because right depending on what you've been like working on but being aware of it is the most important thing yeah and also just like staying true to the storytelling is a really really important for both mediums but it comes across in a different way right you're like when you shoot something on film usually you just you, you know what you're shooting that day and once you've like wrapped that scene, like you're not going to go back and do that again so like i think it's really important to like take what's on the page for that day and like do that as opposed to thinking of the big picture of course you know where your character is going but it's it's different than on like a stage show right so so i think like the skill set does transfer in terms of how to analyze text i feel these emotions but the way 
being the medium is very different and yeah. the final product is very different because when you're on stage like it's your baby like the director is not coming in and giving us notes every day at this point it's our baby we're making the choices you know but on screen it's like you know they'll do three takes and then they pick the cake they piece it together to show how it's going to um fit into the whole movie or the show and so you have less control in that sense i think yeah that's really interesting, though, to hear how the skill set kind of transfers and the energy level and just balancing it out from being on stage, like you said, projecting to the back of the audience versus in a much more intimate setting on camera. That's really cool. Yeah, it's cool and it's different. Actually, I really like I didn't think I was ever going to say this, but I do miss doing film. I love live theater and it's great and it's amazing. I, I, but I would love to have more substantial film experience. So hopefully, like, I guess that's like my next short term goal. Circling back to your question that I rambled on. <laughs> no, no. For 10 minutes. So many shows film in New York, right? So, I mean, yeah. so I'm sure you've got a great age and I'm sure they can get you something in the day and then you do the show at night and then you'll be totally exhausted, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> I love being exhausted. I know. Yeah. Good feeling in a good way. Yes, 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 yes. So why should people go see Bad Cinderella on Broadway? <laughs> so many reasons, starting with it's so fun. I love our show. Um, it is, you're going to get a big Broadway musical. And I think, you know, we have a, it, it's fun. It's just escapist theater. You know, it, you're going to have a good time. You're, you're going with your kids. It's a great show for families because it's bright, it's colorful, the music is catchy. There's a great lesson in it. You know, be yourself, don't conform. You know, there are all of these great things about the show. The cast is incredibly talented. And if you're coming to the city, you want that classic Broadway feel, you have it with Bad Cinderella, honestly. Yeah, it's definitely the big musical that you're hoping for as you go into it. It's like, yeah. you're not going to be disappointed. Like I said, just the energy alone and the bright colors and the makeup and the, oh my gosh, like, I really can't. It'll make you laugh and there's really something yeah. for everyone. Like, yeah. there is truly something for, like, the moms out there. There's something for the kids out there. I can't tell you how many, like, little girls come in their, like, princess dresses to the stage. <laughs> it's so cute. It's so cute. Like, it's so cute. I will definitely put the link for all of that in the show notes. So can you tell our listeners your social media handles so they can follow you if they'd like to? Yes, 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 yes. On Instagram, my social media handle is Morgan with two M's at the end of Morgan and then Higgins with two S's at the end of Higgins because Morgan Higgins was taken. <laughs> um, and Aaron's on TikTok. If you want to see me for some silly videos, my TikTok is It's Morgan Higgins. So just okay. it's and then my name. Of course. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today, Morgan. It's such an honor to meet you. And I literally, like I said, tell everyone that will listen to me about how great that Cinderella is. And my daughters are going crazy because I'm always singing songs from it. And they're like, Mom, enough. <laughs> it's so funny. How are you doing it? Keep yeah. doing it. I love it. Yeah, it's a wonderful show, and I wish you tons of continued success in your acting career and everything you do. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Live with Squacky. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure that you check out our website at www.midatlanticvo.com for all the latest details on our upcoming Mavo 2023 Get Inspired Conference, taking place at the Weston Bellas Hotel in Herndon, Virginia. I'd love to see you all there. Our keynote speaker is Serena Irwin, and she'll be joined by an outstanding all-star lineup of guest speakers that will be announced 
very soon. Stay tuned for more info, and thanks again for listening. Live with Swacky was mixed and mastered by everybody's favorite voiceover tech, Uncle Roy Okelson of Antland Productions. Live with Squacky is sponsored in part by Mid-Atlantic Voiceover LLC and Antland Productions. Quack, quack.